It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll get fast speeds and the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Xfinity XFi. Plus, ask about enhanced security for safer browsing and more. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store to switch today. Restrictions apply. chosen this time and place to discuss a topic on which ignorance too often abounds and the truth too rarely perceived, and that is the most important topic on earth, peace. I realize the pursuit of peace is not as dramatic as the pursuit of war, and frequently the words of the pursuers fall on deaf ears, but we have no more urgent task. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. World peace, like community peace, does not require that each man love his neighbor. It requires only that they live together in mutual tolerance, submitting their disputes to a just and peaceful settlement. Peace need not be impractical and war need not be inevitable. By defining our goal more clearly, by making it seem more manageable and less remote, we can help all people to see it, to draw hope from it, and to move irresistibly towards it. Genuine peace must be the product of many nations, the sum of many acts. It must be dynamic, not static, changing to meet the challenge of each new generation. For peace is a process, a way of solving problems. So let us not be blind to our differences, but let us also direct attention to our common interests and the means by which those differences can be resolved. And if we cannot end now our differences, 
at least we can help make the world safe for diversity. For in the final analysis, our most basic common link is that we all inhabit this small planet. We all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's futures, and we are all mortal. The United States, as the world knows, will never start a war. We do not want a war. We do not now expect a war. This generation of Americans has already had enough, more than enough, of war and hate and oppression. We shall be prepared if others wish it. We shall be alert to try to stop it. But we shall also do our part to build a world of peace where the weak are safe and the strong are just. We are not helpless before that task or hopeless of its success. Confident and unafraid, we must labor on, not towards a strategy of annihilation, but towards a strategy of peace, the kind of peace that makes life on Earth worth living, the kind that enables men and nations to grow and to hope and build a better life for their children. Not merely peace for Americans, but peace for all men and women. Not merely peace in our time, but peace in all time. Welcome to Inspired with Christopher. Join us on our journey together through all of life's triumphs and tribulations. Prepare for an open, honest, and inspiring look at all the questions you may have about your journey through life. Now I present to you, your host for this journey, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Martin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome, 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 because I'm too hot to handle, I'm too cold to hold, but I must admit, I'm too legit to quit, and welcome to the chart-hopping, party-hopping, blood-smoking, dirty-token, <laughs> fun, fun, chart settling show called inspired with christopher oh my god that was a complete mess but ladies and gentlemen you know what i'm talking about for the fourth week in a row thanks to every single person that's listening to this wonderful show we have gotten on the itunes charts thank you so much and for the country that has supported me the most germany donka shane you guys are freaking awesome but with that said this show isn't about me tonight this show is about my special guest and and you guys have heard me brag on this man a thousand a million times over and he is the one one of the big reasons why i am where i am today he is the one he was like the bridge that set the gap to bring me from russo to john langland this is the man that helped me get where i am today and that is 
and he's the president, the CEO of Mike Durban Productions, and he has a wonderful show on the Russo brand called the Mike Durban Show. Guess what, guys? For less than a buck a week, less than a buck a week, $3.95 a month, you can support Mr. Mike Durban here. And best part about it is you get a show like no other, okay? And this is the wonderful part about it is from week to week, you don't know what you're going to get. But like the good part about it is that's one of the exciting things about it in life is that you get it like the Christmas presents in the morning. Whenever you wake up for Christmas, like you're so excited because you don't know what you quite got. But it's awesome. And and the, and the gifts are wonderful. And that's the way the Mike Durban show works because you get so many wonderful gifts wrapped up from week to week. And, and guess what? Not only can you support Mr. Mike Durban through like the Mike Durban show on the Realm Network for $3.95 a month, but you can also support him by going on ProWrestlingTees.com, searching the Mike Durban uh, show, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So without further ado, like without further waiting, guys, because this is a long ass introduction. Welcome, Mr. Mike Durban back to the show, brother. How are you doing tonight? Brother Martin, is it a pleasure to see you? Every time I see you, your hair gets longer and longer. And yes, that is a tribute to the great, the wonderful, the Mr. Bubbly, Mr. Chris Jericho. And for all you A and for all you wrestling fans out there, for all you AEW marks, please send Mr. Jericho a thank you via Twitter, via email, via Facebook, it doesn't matter because you owe it to him. Because if it wasn't for Mr. Jericho, you wouldn't have that that deal with TNT. You wouldn't have those pay-per-view buys. You wouldn't have those sold-out sold shows. So guess what? Say thank you to the greatest of all time. Tom Brady, the greatest, the greatest of all time in football. Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time in basketball. Chris Jericho, the greatest of all time in pro wrestling. Say thank you to the man. And by God, don't you dare give him shit for losing that belt, okay? Because that man was celebrating so hard with the bubbly that he forgot. And for the and for the people that want to talk shit, think about it this way. Bruno San, Bruno San Martino, and I think that's how you say his name, he lost the belt too. A fan stole, like, the belt back in the day too. So don't give Jericho shit for that. Now... Mr. Durban, what's your thoughts on the whole bubbly situation, like with Jericho having the fastest selling shirt in the history of pro wrestling tees? And what's your take on him losing the belt and him getting it back? Uh, I'm still not sure if it's a work or not. So, I mean, I, I can see it either way. It's very, it's very suspicious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, why, why do you think it's a work? I mean, I mean, all the the whole timeline and you know nobody has a, a set story it's just it's all weird you know the cop tweeted out the picture that they had it back and they deleted it you know the the person that found it you know they supposedly didn't check it they didn't open the bag until they got home like come on if you find something on the road you're gonna look at it right away you're not gonna just put it in your car and go home that's very true and like the funny part about it is that they said that they that they found with that bag, it was full of Fozzie CDs, and no one took a single CD out of it. So uh. explain that to me. <laughs> so yeah, and like the thing is, is that uh, yes, I do love Chris Jericho, but uh, he's not the greatest of singers. But still, though, 
Yes, I do respect the fact that the man is going on his grind. That's awesome. But but yeah, uh, but like the fact that no one stole a single CD, that's sad. Anyways, um, now like with Jericho, yes, I do think it's somewhat weird because the guy supposedly took pictures of it. He was going to put it on Craigslist or something. And then like the cops found it on Craigslist and the guy didn't get charged with stealing it. I don't know. So, I mean, you, Mike, you're, you, you're, you're right about that. That, that is kind of weird. I just, yeah. I don't know, but no, um, r- most recently, um, w- on your show, which, uh, which, uh, which featured you and the wonderful Mr. Husey, which uh, he's got a show on the Creative Control Network called Hello, It's Husey, um, which that I do want all my Reality Check podcast family members, please, guys, check it out. Because regardless of what's going on, like with these hashtag podcast wars, we all need to love one another and we all need to support one another because we all have this small piece of the pie, just like me and Mike were talking about, to where we all we all need to lift one another up and not tear one another down. And we and let's say someone needs help, don't shit on them, help them, lend a hand. So I mean, like with Husey, brother, God, man, yes, I get it that you're not the biggest fan of like of like my good friend John Wanglin. But I definitely hope and pray like that one day, like the both of you, like the both of you, like could sit down, text something and get the shit hammered out because like the both of you are very cool guys. You're, you're very, very talented. And then like the both of you have great, great shows. So with that said, uh, you and Husey, like we're talking about the whole thing with like the um, AEW marks on in Facebook. Now, yeah. uh, now, um, now, uh, Mike, uh, 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 within a scale of one to ten, how delusional are these AEW fans? Oh, they're big time delusional. Big time. <laughs> what, okay, is, uh, okay. what is going on here? Oh, we got a oh. run in. We got a run in. Hey, Joe, on? brother, what's going on, man? You uh, doing all right tonight, brother? I'm doing all right, Chris. How you doing? I'm fantastic, man. Which that which I'm sitting back relaxing. We are re- recording my show called Inspired, and we are welcoming people from all different walks of life, man. So, like, <laughs> welcome aboard. Am I am so, I welcome? Are you sure I'm welcome? Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. You are. And like I said, r- 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 regardless of the differences with you and John. Like the way that I see it is that we all need like to work together. We all need like to work our issues out and we all need like to lift one another up and not tear one another down. So, I mean, uh, I, I mean, it, because like that, I just told, uh, Mike here, he, uh, Husey, he's extremely talented, very, yeah. v- very, very, very good guy. And me and him, we have a connection, which that I, which like Joe, which that I don't even know whether you really, you, you realize this or not, but me and Husey, we, we are Michael Bolton marks. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. Like we <laughs> we both have that connection with Mr. Bolton, and by God, uh, that if that because if that is not a sign from God that we need to put our swords down, then by God, then then I don't know what is. So yes. But anyways, if you uh, if you heard uh, the segment on Hughesy's show today that I did, although we did take some shots, I yes. kind of said the same thing where I was like, uh, what I what I always said to John was that, you know, if he kept starting feuds with people and, and fighting with whether it's Russo and Lane or Coon or now, you know, myself and Hughesy and whoever. Yeah, he's eventually going to run out of allies. And really what's what's smart is for all of us to remain allies and kind of all plug each other's stuff, which is the way. That I, I think that uh, everyone could kind of expand their uh, their universe, so to speak, and their listener base. And you know, if, if people start plugging each other's sponsors and whatnot, I mean, it's, it it looks way better than people fighting and snipping at each other all the time. Oh yeah, man. Because like the honest truth is that yeah, we might we might have our shows within like within within like the different banners like within like the different networks but we all have like the same goal here is we want to we all want to put the best show possible so 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 uh, so like the wrestling fans out there they can get like the best content out there and 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 like let's be honest here we we all have stiff competition man we we are all facing a huge battle uphill. Hell, man, we we got to go up. We we got to go up against like the likes of Conrad, Bruce Pritchard, Jim Ross, all those people. So why are we tearing one another down whenever we could be helping each other? You know what I mean. So I'm just saying, man. And like John, brother, you're the. <laughs> You're the one that's going to be. Let's see. Yes. Joe. Yeah. Okay. 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 You called him John. No, 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 no. Oh, you're saying it to John. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. John brother, you're the one that's going to be putting this show together. You're the one that's going to be releasing this show. John, don't take this as a negative brother. Like the God honest truth is that we all need like to sit down. We all need like to hash our problems out and we all need to come up with a plan where we can unite and we can grow all, all of our brands because that's the goal here. Yeah. And I mean, uh, really, I think what people are going to find out with podcasting and you've already seen it happen is mm-hmm. the ones that stick it out and keep trying to produce a better product and don't give up on it just because they're not getting, you know, rich in the first year or two or whatever. I've been podcasting since 2014 mm-hmm. and um, I finally caught on and kind of started getting better gigs and stuff in about 2017 and yeah. all my sponsors and stuff started coming together. I started in 2018, getting a few here and there. And then this year has been a lot better for me and, and I've gotten sponsors for Conan. I've gotten sponsors for Raven. I've gotten sponsors for Uzi, Shane Helms, you know, and so on. And, yeah, I guess I guess my point is that the the ones that stick around are going to be the ones that kind of get to uh, reap the benefits because there's a lot of podcasts that started and ended, and a lot of people that didn't either have the time or the patience to stick it out. So if we're oh, still yeah. standing, all of us in, in a year, I think it's going to be much improved for everybody, you know, because there's I would imagine there's going to be less competition. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like the thing is, is that like you're 
Speaking of like competition, we have the WWE podcasting network that's yeah. going to be coming out. So that's going to saturate the market that much more. So I mean, we can't be we we can't be like cannibals and just chewing up one another. So and like the thing is, is that um, uh, like for me, that I'm very very proud of like where that I've came from. Because, like, the God honest truth is that I first started out at, at being a Vince Russo guy, where, yeah. like, Vince Vince was, like, the main person that gave me my start when it came, like, to me doing podcasting. Then Mike was the one that showed that... The, the, that showed John my show, and John put me on on the reality check podcasting network. And right. that is a, and, and then like that right there, that is a prime example of people from all different walks of life. They're coming together to help each other. And we all need to do stuff like that. Okay. And we all need to love one another and we all need to work together. And I'm sorry that I'm talking in circles, guys. I am. No, I, just, I, I, I understand your point. And uh, I think what happened was, and I've, you know, I'm not without uh, sin or whatever, because, you know, while I can bust John's balls for having all these rivalries, if you've, you know, seen different things that I've done since I started with Conan and whatnot, yeah. I had a stupid little feud with, with Kevin Gill, you know, and, and so I'm not innocent. I, I, yeah. I it, it's in my nature to, to kind of be very sarcastic and mess with people. And sometimes it gets taken wrong. And I think there were some things that, that, that was said that, um, where Husey and I were, were criticizing John or his idea of the charts and, and listenership yeah. and things like that. And that's what kind of where things went wrong. But, you know, I, I think it was all stuff that was kind of uh, misunderstood and blown out of proportion. And it led us to where we are now. Oh yeah. And like, the thing is, is that guys, this is the God honest truth. When John speaks about like the charts, he is not lying. John personally shows me every little thing. And that, that is the real deal. The real, McCoy and and like the thing is is that John he is so proud with all of like the hard work that he's been putting in that sometimes he takes it personally like with that and sometimes that it's hard for him to differ what a joke is from you guys talking shit so I'm just saying I mean, yes, I do see where both you, where both sides are coming from. So, I mean, yes, I get it. Well, let me let me say this about the the charts and whatnot, and it's something that I've researched and looked into. Is that, that this this chartable dot com, which I initially used as well to keep an eye on my shows. Yeah, and what I found was that um, I don't know why or what the system is, but there's pretty bad inaccuracies. For example. I see numbers for myself and I see numbers for Shane Helms and animal. Right. But yes. yet somehow on the podcasting charts, creative control is ranked like 40, 41, 42. Yeah. Helms is in the fifties and animal is like, you know, in the, in the hundreds. And that is completely inaccurate because Helms Helms probably uh, at least triples or quadruples my numbers and animal yeah. animal does even more animal has a lot of listeners. But for some reason, the charts don't reflect it. And like I said, I know that because I can see the numbers. So from yeah. there, I, I kind of looked it up. And it's it's been pretty established that these iTunes charts that you see are mm -hmm. 
pretty inaccurate and they don't they don't have a stable system yet so the only okay. stable system you can really trust is probably your own provider's numbers and even then i went from hipcast to spreaker and yeah. saw an enormous difference in the numbers and it made no sense and and spreaker can't tell me why and hipcast can't tell me why it's just I think it's a very imperfect uh, way of, of ranking and, and keeping track of numbers right now. So that's where initially the, the bus and John's balls over the numbers and the rankings came from, because I know that these charts, they're not really something to be depended on, even though it does sound good to take to take a chart and say, holy shit, I was 14th in, in all time wrestling podcast in the UK. Right. And put yeah. it in, a, in an email. And send it to sponsors. Hey, Creative Control is is in the top twenty five in seven countries, and, and it sounds yeah. great, but it's an imperfect science right now. And that's and that's <laughs> where that ball busting came from because it sounds good and it looks good, but we're not sure how to keep track of numbers yet. Nobody is. There's not a perfect system yet. Some of them are being okay. worked on, but Chartable right now, I don't think is. I don't think it is. It just and that's from articles I've read and numbers I've seen. So. Okay. Okay. I mean, and like the thing is, is that like normally fights start from simple miscommunications. So I mean, yes, that I could see where like that mis that that mis understanding comes from, like with yeah. you two. And like the thing is, is that uh, as Joe, would you be willing to sit down like with John and uh, and uh, talk it out if that I if 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 that i'm willing to talk to john and get him speaking to you it's cutting into your exercise time it's stabbing you in the back nine and it's attacking your peace of mind it's pain and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live cbd medic targets your pain at its source it's fast-acting relief with active otc ingredients plus the added benefits of thc-free hemp oil Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Sure, and I think that was that was part of the, like, when we started you know, hashtag podcast wars or whatever. The whole idea was almost like roasting each other. And then we were all going to wind up probably on Husey's show, including Radigan, you know, and it was going to be yeah. like two on two or whatever. I think Durbin might've been the moderator. I don't even know. I don't know what we were going to do, but yeah, that was always the plan until it really went haywire. And, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay. Okay. Because like we are, we are more beneficial and we are stronger whenever we are united than whenever we are separate. And, and like, the thing is, is that too, um, like the one thing that I'm very, very proud of, like with John is he recently got Dan to be Severin, which they're doing fantastic. And plus he just got Vampiro, which, um, that's a very fascinating thing right there. Uh, and like with vamp, like the one thing like that fascinates me is like the history of him and Conan, like the, like the one thing that I would love to do possibly is get Conan and vamp on one of our shows and <laughs> just to talk it out. Would that be possible? Well, those guys work together. So 
all the stuff that you hear about from the nineties and, and, and whatever that's already yeah. been squashed. I mean, I think they both still probably harbor some resentment and take shots at each other, but they okay. did, a big, they did a big face off podcast, like 10 years ago on MLW. Like they kind of did it, you know? And furthermore, okay, okay. I think both of those guys, uh, they're not just probably going to guest on shows. They're, they're old school. So that would probably require some monetary accommodation to get something like that together. That's like okay. shoot interview tape, high spots, network, you know, or at video, whatever that would probably pay those guys to do that. So I highly doubt they would do it on a podcast format, you know? Well, yeah, like that's true. I mean, you, 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 you have quite possibly like the two biggest wrestlers in the history of Mexico. I mean, yeah, like you probably need some money for that. Yeah, so, for sure. For sure. Now, um, one thing that I'm excited about is next month. Me and John, we are going down to uh, Rome, Georgia, and we are going to like a pro wrestling fan fest. And the great Glenn Gilberti will be there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing that has always been on like my bucket list because I've always been like a huge fan of Glenn is hopefully we, me, 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 and Glenn, we could sit down and talk. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I have to slip Glenn like a 20. I don't know, but I'm just saying that would be like a huge dream of mine. So I, uh, so I mean, uh, now, now like Joe, what do you think like the possibility of that is, do you think that's like extremely slim to none or, or uh, what do you think? Mike, what does he always say on keeping it 100? Isn't it a $25 handshake? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and listen, Chris, don't just run up on him. Yeah, no. You gotta you gotta give them two compliments to start at least, and then you can answer your question. And you might want to include that twenty five dollar handshake as well, and that'll get you uh, assigned uh, eight by ten. Okay, 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 cool. Because, <laughs> I mean, like the thing is, is that like now that I'm starting like to speak to like to uh, wrestlers and stuff, that I don't want to come off like a a, 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 a like huge huge mark. I don't. So I mean, well, no matter you, what, there. That's 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 how they perceive ninety nine percent of fans. So there's almost no uh, breaking that barrier, you know. Even uh, okay. even even me who's worked with them for a few years, or you know, I, I work on Raven Show and stuff. Now I'm sure uh, the perception still is that Joe's kind of a mark, and that's you know not entirely inaccurate. Okay, okay, okay. And Raven will be down there too. So which I'm excited like about that too. And um. I'll now, tell you this. If you go to Rave, if you go to Raven's table or whatever, right, and you want to get an eight by ten and you want to get a picture and you want to talk yeah. to him for a couple of minutes, do not ask him a wrestling question. Bring anything okay. else up. Bring up movies, bring up comics, bring up TV, bring up UFC, and then yeah. you will have a conversation. But if you if you ask him a question about wrestling, you can see the light go out of his eyes and the boredom <laughs> begin. So Okay, okay. Well, uh, which that I know Raven, he's a huge comic book guy, right? Yeah, I think he said on the show that he's not like not he doesn't collect and read monthly like he did back in the day, but yeah, I'm sure he could talk about you know older stuff and whatnot. Okay, okay. Now, 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 like we're talking about like the wrestlers. Now, Joe, you are on my show now, brother. Now, <laughs> like the one now, now, like the one thing that we all have in common is that we have like the love of pro wrestling. <laughs> now, Joe, like for you, what was that one moment, that one match, that that one wrestler that got you hooked? 
when I was a kid, the first thing I watched and saw that I remember seeing is two things. And they revolved around WrestleMania three. The first was when uh, Savage took the ring bell and jumped off the top and crushed Steve Boat's throat with it. And, yeah. uh, and Ricky's whole comeback. And then there was Piper's pit with Hogan, Andre Heenan and uh, Ventura. Uh, when Andre came out and turned heel on Hogan and that I remember after that asking my dad uh, the following day after WrestleMania, if he knew who won Hogan versus Andre the Giant, because he was reading the sports page. And he's like, yeah. well, why would I know that. I'm like, well, you're reading the paper. And he had to be like, you know, because uh, my parents <laughs> called me Jay, you know, Jay, they don't put pro wrestling in the sports pages. So that was a that was a harsh lesson to learn there. And then uh, later on down the line, uh, Mick Foley going off the cage at King of the Ring and then ECW around that time is really what brought me back in because I like a lot of people stopped watching in like the mid 90s okay okay and um so I mean uh who was like the main wrestler in um e e ECW like that caught your eye that uh, you loved to watch uh I was a well obviously I'm from the Philly area so I would I, I didn't start going to the shows till late I didn't start going until like 99 Okay. Before that, I was watching them on TV and uh, just almost their their whole roster, man. Raven, Sandman, uh, Van Damme, Sabu. Uh, later on, you know, Jerry Lynn. Uh, I, I like Carino's stuff. Um, but yeah, mostly that that core, like Raven, Sandman, Douglas, Dreamer, okay. Funk, you know, that 97, 96, 97 time period. All those guys. Very nice. Nice. So... Now, if you had to pick like your favorite match of all time, what would it be? What like? Um, um, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty common one, I think, and that would be Bret Hart and Austin from WrestleMania 13 is still probably my favorite match of all time to this day. Okay, okay, and like the thing that I love about that match is it's nothing but pure psychology, man. It is wrestling at its finest. It is storytelling at its finest, and like the God honest truth is that you can compare it to like the product of now and it's the polar opposite. And it's just kind of like, where the hell, where is storytelling gone in modern wrestling? I mean, can you explain it to me? I mean, it's like I was saying on the, we, we did a call in show on, on the Conan Patreon last night after the pay-per-view. And some of the things yeah. that I see now when I watch wrestling and, and bother me is the, the fact that you have to hit a guy with a truck to get a pinfall. For example, <laughs> Like Braun the false Stro finishes you're talking about? Yeah, too many false finishes. Braun Strowman's 400 pounds, and he gets up to the top rope for the first time I've ever seen him do it. Splashes yeah. rounds, and I was like, here comes the kick out, you know? And it's just like, dude, this is so – it's like it doesn't follow the proper storytelling anymore. It's just, you know, spots, and, and everyone's unbeatable. You know, it's like Rollins and Gargano and now Becky Lynch all kind of do that same thing where nothing yeah. can pin them, you know? You literally would have to – you know, hit them over the head with a pipe and that might not even do it, you know? So. Oh yeah. And like, the thing is, is that, um, like the one thing like that drives me nuts is that like they were pushing Braun Strowman to the moon, but yet, but yet like they push him to the moon, then they tear him back down. They push him to the moon and then like they tear him back down. And it's kind of like with Samoa Joe, the same exact way. And you see them awesome. Like they're wrestling for the universal title. Like they're wrestling for like the, like the world title, but you know that they're going to lose. And it's kind of like, well, what the hell is the point in me watching this? I mean, uh huh. Yeah. It got tiring with Samoa Joe, where I don't know how many title shots he's had in the past year, two years, and he's never been champion. So Mike, did oh, I yeah. steal Did I steal your interview time here? Now I feel like I, uh, I it's I quite all right. Here. 
Quite a right. All it's right. an it's an honor, right, Chris? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like the more people that I can get on my show, like the better off, man. Because like what I want to do is grow it. And like my main goal, like with my show, is that is that is that is that I want people from all walks of life for for force to come together and for their stories like their good stories their bad stories their crappy stories whatever for them to help help people realize that they can reach their fullest potential in life and and like the thing is is that like uh yes i do love wrestling and yes we do talk about wrestling on my show but like the main main thing like with my show is that i'm a huge man of faith and that i'm a big christian so um so 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 like the cool thing like that john loved about my show was that it's not just a wrestling show but it's a motivational show it's a christian show it's a melting pot of all kinds of things so that i don't limit myself to just one thing so joe i mean which that i don't want to get too personal with you brother but are you a man of faith uh i i don't even know i don't know i mean i uh i was raised catholic i went to catholic school till about eighth grade and i i kind of just fell off from there and there's been different uh different things in my life that have turned me away from it. So okay. I know a lot. I've read the Bible. I, I was an altar boy. I've done all that stuff. I, I yeah. I'm I'm a spiritual person. I just don't know what that means to me at this point or how to define it really. Okay, man. And w- which I get that. Uh like a few nights ago, um, like my last guest, he he was a full blown um a- a- atheist and me and him we had like a kick-ass three-hour conversation so i mean like straight up you're gonna notice like with me is that yes yes i yes i am like a christian but i but i'm a former atheist and th- that i'm a very very liberal person so i mean like the thing yeah. is is that regardless of what you believe in like the one thing that we can all believe in is love and respect for each other and um and like uh, that's what my main goal is like with teaching people is that like straight up you don't need to shove your views down someone's throat and you don't need to beat them down saying hey you're wrong you're wrong you you're you're wrong like the god's truth is that screw that put that to the side why don't we stop stepping on one another and we need to step right beside that person and lift our hands out and say, hey, regardless of our differences, we are brothers, we are sisters, and we need to love one another. So that is one of my goals, like with the show, too, is for people to realize that. So, so Joe, brother, like the the fact that you're still on your journey, like you're trying like to find your way, that's re- very respectable. That's very uh, 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 understandable and yes i get where you're coming from and and like with all due respect like the whole catholic thing that i'm not the biggest fan of the catholic church either like the yeah. whole thing like the whole thing like with them saying 
you could pray to 17 different saints and crap like that. No, like the Bible clearly states that there's only one way to God and that's through Jesus Christ. So like the whole saints thing, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, because biblically speaking, we are all saints. So yeah. So we can't by people putting St. Christopher and St. Paul and St. Mary and St. Bubba yeah. uh, up on a pedestal, you are, you are freaking putting someone up on like a pedestal and, and like you're taken away from who, who the true focus needs to be based off of my faith. It's Jesus. So, right. I mean, the, but yeah, man, like, um, when it comes like to things like uh, sports, so uh, what's your teams, brother? Well, as a Philadelphian, uh, I've always stayed true to the home teams. You know, I- I'm not as big a follower as I was. I was a huge yeah. fan from when I was a kid up until you know the late 2000s, and I don't know what what tapered off for me. Uh, uh, I-, I I couldn't even explain why. I just kind of I-, I still watch. I watched the game last night, the Eagles game, and. I'm a fan, but I'm not as hardcore as I was. I'm not reading the sports section. I'm not listening to the sports talk radio. I yeah. still play fantasy. I still watch a little bit. I still put some money on some games here and there when I feel like it. But I'm not as yeah. crazy as I was. I think most the, – the sport that gets my most attention is probably MMA. And even then, that fluctuates. What, uh, what's your favorite uh, martial artist? Uh, who are you a big fan of, like mixed martial arts? I like a lot of the current guys. I like Colby Covington. You know, Connor uh, is entertaining. I think he's he might be in some trouble, and if he tries to come right back and fight Khabib, I think he needs to to have some tune up fights. Um, okay. Who's the guy that uh, if you guys are MMA watchers, you might I'm thinking trying to oh Cody uh, Garbrand. I liked uh, he's he's kind of on a losing streak, but I think he's he could be something. He's got uh, a great story and everything like that. And Khabib, of course, is is phenomenal. You know. Daniel okay, Cormier, okay. I like Daniel Cormier. I thought it was unfortunate that he lost. I wanted to see him continue his winning streak and maybe go out on a high note. But and I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of uh, John Jones personally. I don't think, but he's also incredible to watch. So all the top UFC oh. guys, I'm not, you know, I'm a fan of pretty much anyone that can that can fight and that can put on entertaining fights. Very nice, very nice. Now, just really, really quick before like we move on, hey, um, brother Durban, are you there? Yeah. I'm right here, man. Uh, all right, all right, man. We did not mean like to. We didn't mean like to hijack the conversation and not bring you into it. But we are doing like a special thing. We 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 started this like a few weeks ago on the Inspired Show, and it's called the Inspired Song of the Week. And this week it is, brother Darban, you take us into it. What's the song called? This is a song called Spock Thoughts, and it's by Leonard Nimoy. And I think it, <laughs> I think Leonard Nimoy put out an album in the 60s, probably a couple of them, actually. And um, I'm not sure if it was a joke or what, but, yeah, uh, you know, actors back then, they would put out musical albums. And this song, it, it, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> For, uh, for real, I'm telling you, you guys are laughing at me. It's the most inspiring lyrics and the music just it's so soothing. It's like if everybody woke up in the morning and they heard this, they would there would be peace everywhere, peace on be a better earth. world. Yes. Nice. Thank you. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, right, we will see you on this other side and we have Spock. Uh, wait, hold on. And name the song again. 
Spock thoughts. <laughs> Fine, Leonard Nimoy. All right, guys. See you on the other side. Placidly amid the noise and haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even the dull and ignorant. They too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain and bitter. For always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself. Especially, do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity. It is perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. But do not distress yourself with imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline. Gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here, and whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive Him to be, and whatever your labors and aspirations. In the noisy confusion of life, keep peace with your soul, with all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams. It is still a beautiful world. Be careful. Strive to be happy. Gentlemen, and we hope and pray that you had a peaceful, a nirvanic, life-changing, life-altering experience through this song. Okay, damn near. Let's say, let's hope and pray that you damn near had an orgasm. Okay, <laughs> that it was that strong. Okay, so, but no, 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 and. Hopefully, like the song wasn't so so great that you went on and started making love to like your wife or your husband. But by God, you can wait right until we're done talking. But still, you can give your wife a cat bath later, guys. Okay. But thank you for listening to the Spock song.
that meant that meant a lot to brother Durban. So like we played it for you. So like we are back with the vengeance here and we are back like with, with our two fantastic guests, Mr. Joe Feeney and Mr. Mike Durban and Mike brother. We didn't mean like to cut you off, man. We didn't mean like to hijack the conversation, but we just kind of got sidetracked like with some great, 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 great conversation now. Okay. Like the one thing that I love about, you and Mr. Husey is like your top five list. Okay. Now we are talking about like, it's uh, funny that you, you love them, but other people on your network, they, they don't love them. That's what I heard. They ridicule them. Hey, Hey, Hey. And and brother, I take offense to that kind of, because I'm on roughly uh, 33% of all those musical top five lists that Husey does, you know? Well, I mean, I mean, whatever floats their boat, and like I said, the the goal is is for us to maybe start peace talks here. Like with this show, we want to put like the flags down. We want to put the weapons down, and we want to start coming together. Okay, we want to do some John Lennon shit, minus the government spying on us. So yeah. but no, like um, now, like uh, speaking of like top five, like we're going to do like a, a random top five list here, guys. Your top five uh, favorite lead singers of all time. I can probably pick Joe's top five right now. Man, you probably could. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Joe, you go first or Mike, you go first. You guys flip a coin. I don't care. Like, just let me know. Go ahead, Joe. My my top two are that doesn't even that's not even fair. Just Axl Rose and uh, Jim Morrison, uh, and then I would say Robert Plant. I would say Roger Daltrey. Okay. And I would say number five, number five, Eddie Vedder. Very nice, very nice. At great, great choices. Now, Mister Mister Durban, you. I would probably pick uh, Axl Rose as number one. Um, number two, I would pick Prince. Three, I would pick um, Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, four, I would pick um, with the, the guy from the Kings of Leon. Ca- Caleb something or something? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, Caleb Followill. Yeah. Uh, he's number four, and then, oh, man, I'd like to put a woman in there. I bet you would. I'm trying to think. God, you know it's rough. I get. I'm not good on this. Jet. No, 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 no. Okay. Um. Amy Lee. No. Which one of the which? Who's the singer of Heart? Is that Ann or Nancy Wilson? Isn't that one of them? What about ABBA? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me look. I'm looking real. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to put Elvis as number one. There you go. And everyone gets pushed back. So it's Elvis, number one, Axel, two, uh, Freddie Mercury, three. Okay. Uh, no, no, Prince, number three, Freddie Mercury, four, and Caleb Followill, five. Very nice. Uh, for me, it's a, 
for me, it's a little bit different because of like my stylings in music. Okay. My number five would be uh Chris Jericho. Okay. <laughs> oh, hell no. Hell no. Oh. Yes, I yes, I do love Jericho, but he's not the best lead singer. He's a great showman. He's just not the best singer. Anyways, go Fozzie, by the way. You guys are awesome, Fozzie. All right. But anyways, uh, like my number one favorite lead singer of all time is okay. Don't freaking judge me because of his cheesy ass music, but I love him. Okay, Scott Stapp. He's my number one. Okay. Jesus. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Don't judge me. Anyways, like my n- number two is Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. I love mm-hmm. Steven Tyler. Number three would have to be Axl Rose. I fantastic lead singer. Number 4, I love um the uh crap, I can't think of his name, like the lead singer of the Moody Blues. Uh, uh damn, I don't even know that one offhand. Damn it, I can't think of like the lead singer of like the Moody Blues. That and like uh n- number 5, Brian Johnston from uh from ACDC. I wait. That's his name, right? Johnson. Brian jo- yeah. Brian Johnson. Yes. So yeah. Actually, no. The correct the correct answer would be Bon Scott. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. If you're going uh, ACDC. Oh wait, like you're talking about like the first lead singer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's kind of like the bands like with Drowning Pool. Okay. Like the secondary lead singer sucked ass. And it's kind of like with Journey and that and Alice in Chains. I mean, like the secondary singer sucked, but I think like with the Back in Black band, they did okay with their secondary singer. So I think they should have kept their third singer on board, to be honest with you. And probably who's that? That, well, Axel Axel Rose was the singer for like six months. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. He 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 toured with them uh, in 2016. Yeah, 2016. Now, do you guys think that like Guns and Roses, there's they still have the magic that they that they had back in the 80s? With like them currently touring, or do you think they're past their prime? Well, I mean, if you look at the Rolling Stones and the Who and stuff, I mean, you can you can tour forever with the right set list. You stay in the right kind of shape. But I think yeah. uh, the crowds and stuff that you saw coming out for Guns N' Roses in 2016 and 2017, up through last year, all, all around the world, kind of show that people believe they still have the magic. I mean, I saw them a few times, but I'm, I'm not a fair and impartial uh, critic because it's my favorite band of course by a by long stretch so but i I think that they're uh you know the recent release from tool proves that people are really waiting for a great rock album and uh so if they're able to put something out i think it could it could be a huge deal now what do you guys have against scott stapp i mean i don't have anything against against scott stapp i uh I always joke when pe- when we talk music and stuff. I think I've said it on Hughesy's show as well. Is that I've actually I actually did own two and maybe three Creed CDs, which is uh, which is highly embarrassing for me. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't have, I don't have a problem with them. I just think that uh, that they were. I, I don't want to say a flash in the pan. I just it doesn't 
it's not it wasn't a strong era for rock to me and it doesn't i just i didn't like a lot of that time period for rock music whether it was the rap rock stuff or then creed tried to come and be you know kind of you know the epic videos and i i don't know i just didn't think they looking back i just didn't think they were good although i could still rock out uh to my own prison under oh yeah yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, you, uh, Mike. What what is your take on Scott Stapp? Um, I just never really liked that that band at all. Nothing against him. I mean, he's got you know great vocals and everything. Okay, but um, I, they- I actually like the guitarist other band. Um, Mark right. Tremonti. Yeah, yeah, I like Alter Bridge a, a lot. And Alter um, Bridge has the guy who sings with Slash, right? Yeah. Miles Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so I, I'm sorry. I prefer Alter Bridge to Creed. Okay. Yeah. What about Velvet Revolver? How did they hold up with a comparison to Guns N' Roses? Well, I mean, I heard we're doing a top five uh, Velvet Revolver coming soon, or I don't know. I heard something <laughs> like that. So that could be that's a solid. That's a solid band right there, guys. No, I liked. Um, I liked their first album. I never, I never heard their second album. It just didn't come across my radar somehow. But I, okay. have, I have a great deal of their songs on my uh, Amazon Music, and uh, I think "Fall to Pieces" is a, is a piece of shit. But other than that, like the, <laughs> album, the album's good. And I, I kind of wish I would have seen them uh, when I had the chance. Uh, yeah. And I, I did see Scott Weiland with uh, Stone Temple Pilots when they reunited, maybe ten years ago or so, whatever it was. Uh, okay. And that was a good performance, but I ne- unfortunately never got to see Bell Revolver. So, but uh, there's, they're a good, they were a good band. They they okay. they, they kind of came in when you know, like today. I think a, a great rock band is needed. There wasn't yeah. anyone to really fill that slot at that point, and so, oh. you know, they were people were missing Guns N' Roses. They were missing Stone Temple Pilots, so they filled a nice little slot there. We had yeah. Nickelback. Yeah, we we had Nickelback. <laughs> we're dead. I can say that I ne- I've never owned a Nickelback CD, so. Thankfully, I don't have that on my resume. <laughs> I mean, you think that it's embarrassing for me to be like a Creed fan, but by God, man, like you try being like a Nickelback fan, like uh, and uh, Chad Kroger, uh, you go on like YouTube and uh, you uh, look up uh, Nickelback shreds. Oh my God, that's funny as hell. Mm. But no, uh, but no, like the, uh, the when it comes like to music, I mean, like for me, um, it's like a huge part of my life okay let's say that i'm going through something good or bad music that could be that's always that thing like that go-to thing for me where that it can mellow me out and that it could be and that's the thing like that helps me refocus now for you guys what do you guys go to like to help you refocus on stuff Go ahead, Mike. Um, I like to sit in front of the computer and work on videos. I work on video editing that, you know, anything creative. Okay. Whether it's, you know, making t-shirts and Photoshop or editing photos, anything, anything that I can be creative at that usually sets me on the right path. I, I cannot, I can't sit still. I can't, um, you know, just lay on the couch or do anything like that. I always have to be busy. My mind is always running. You know, I can't. Okay. Just ch- I cannot chill out and relax. Okay, and which I do get that, man. I mean, uh, you are. 
do you have a, a, a touch deficit disorder? Because it sounds like you do, man, with like, I, your brain yeah. going like a million miles a minute. Yeah, I was never tested, but, you know, I'm too, I was a little too old to be, you know, it was to, to, for them for them to drug you to death with. The, yeah, the like when I was definitely like when I was in grade school, like that wasn't even a thought, like nobody knew what that was. But yeah, if it was around back then, I definitely would have been tested and I definitely would have had it. And I would have yeah. been on all that medication for sure. Yeah. yeah. Legal, legalize meth. Yay. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Yeah. Okay. Meth. So. <laughs> Meth is fun. I heard someone say that today. <laughs> uh, uh, and which that I've had my struggles and yes, I've been addicted to pain medications and pornography, but I've never been on the meth train. Thank God. Okay. Now, Joe, what about you, brother? What is that thing like that helps you calm down and, and like that helps you refocus where you need to be? I'm actually pretty difficult to calm down and my, my wife would agree, but she uh, handles it the best she can. I mean, okay. we have a pretty calm, serene home life here. We get along great. We, uh, I should, I should consider it sometimes living the dream because when I did work outside the home, I mostly hated my jobs. So now that I'm yeah. the ability to kind of work from home, I should <laughs> probably appreciate it a little bit more, which okay. I don't, but, uh, I mean, hanging, hanging out with my wife, talking to my wife, playing with the cats and then, I do enjoy uh, a nice drive, listening to music, and I'm a big uh, vacation and trip guy. Even if it's just going down to Atlantic City for a day or two or whatever. Unfortunately, just different situations have popped up and whatever. And mm -hmm. I haven't really gone away with my wife since uh, we went down to Florida a couple of years ago. I, I went away a couple of times this summer with friends, but mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm hoping on and, and hoping to plan a big vacation soon. So usually that's my deal. I'd, I'd like to get out of town for a little while. What is you guys' favorite va vacation spots to go to? Like the both ends. There's plenty of spots that we still need to get to, but I mean, we had a great trip to Orlando uh, a couple of years ago where we we actually went. I, I drug her to uh, WrestleCon. You, you drugged her, or or uh, <laughs> drugged her? Okay, no, I'm she, sorry, I'm kidding. She may have drugged herself, but I I, I forced <laughs> her in a way to to go to. Uh, it was kind of like, hey, we'll go to Disney World, but first you got to spend a couple of days around wrestling with me because I was just yeah. starting with Keep It at 100. I was just starting to get in with Conrad. So yeah. I went to my first WrestleCon. I went to some events. I went to the first Joey Janela Spring Break. I took her. We went to the WrestleCon show. We went to the first live Pritchard show. And I took her to Access, which, you know, stuff like that. She doesn't watch wrestling, but it was still she knew who Undertaker was. She took a yeah. picture with the big cardboard thing. We got to see Paul cut a promo in the ring for like a small group of 
people that were at Axis, which was cool. So we did that, and then we spent five days in Disney, and uh, we've wanted to go back ever since for a little bit of a longer trip. So hopefully that's coming soon too. But there's a lot I'd like I'd like to do uh, with her, whether it's you know there's cruises I'd like to take. I'd like to get out of the country. Yeah, you know I'd like to get out to California at least once. Uh, there's a lot that I want to do, man. But so far, um, our favorite trip's probably been Disney. Very nice. Very nice. Which back in 2016, me, my wife and both my kids, we uh, went in like the Disney World. It was fantastic. We had such a good time. But by God, man, it was so expensive. We spent like around five thousand dollars in four days. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, when we not to devolve into a whole Disney topic, but we went it was five five days or six days yeah and it cost uh with flood without flights something like 2500 bucks but we got the whole park hopper gimmick and we had the meals which that's uh. that you got to do that because part of that trip when you're old you know and you don't have kids is is going to the to the great restaurants there because they are great you know and uh, that was that was pretty good stuff we made some mistakes with our picks but we learned from them and uh there's yeah. still some countries we got to hit. You go to Epcot, all the countries have great food, you know. And uh, but yeah, that's a big part of it. So next time we go, we're definitely doing the meal plan and the park hopper. And I would recommend the fast pass so you don't have to stand in line for three hours to uh, get on Splash Mountain. Oh God, yes. Uh, we got the fast pass for uh, for uh, for like the Yeti ride. We yeah. got the fast pass for like the meet uh, like the meet and greets like with the princesses for like my daughter. And uh, that was a huge, huge help because like back in 2016, you know, like Frozen was freaking massive back in 2016. And like she wanted to meet Princess Elsa. So like we had to get a fast pass and pay for a fast pass simply for that. So she so she didn't have to wait four hours to meet her. So, I mean, that was so worth it. And um, now, uh, Brother Durban, what what about you, man? What's your favorite vacation spots to go to? Uh, it used to be California. Yeah. And then uh, I liked it so much that I ended up moving there. And then you hated it afterwards or no? No, um, I still love it. I, sh- I should have stayed there, but uh, I do love going there still. Uh, it's hard, though. It's hard to go there because I want to stay. I want to move back. But, yeah. you know, I, that's why I don't go there as much anymore. But um, I li- I've only been to Vegas two or three times, but I love it. I wish I should. I wish I would have gone there more when I was in my 20s. Right. Yeah. And uh, I love Disney World. I love Disneyland. Uh, I haven't been there recently bec- in the last few years because it's just, you know, like you just said, it's so fucking expensive. Oh, yeah. And it's no matter how high they make the prices, it's still always packed. There's no slow time there anymore. It's oh, like busy. No, it's busy 12 months out of the year. I went there one time. It was a couple years after September 11th, you know, when mm-hmm. business really dropped. I went there in January, middle of January, not President's Week or, or whatever holidays. And the, mm-hmm. there's one in January, like in the middle. I went the week before. And I'm telling yeah. you, there was there was parks I'd go to. I would I would not see a, a soul. I was the only person walking the the path, you know. I'd walk on to rides, no wait, nobody was ahead of me. Yeah. It, it was the most glorious trip I've ever had to Disney nice. World. Nobody was there. And then if you go there now, you can go there now at any point of the year. It's packed. Plus so, they just did some kind of big uh and I might be wrong on this, but I think they either opened their Star Wars land or they opened oh, yeah. Star Wars rides. So 
that's a big uh even with fast pass i, I saw something recently where it was like hours to wait and, yeah uh, what yeah yep. even with, oh, with fast pass so because i mean that's a huge fan base obviously it's not you know breaking any news oh, yeah. here so i'm sure people have been waiting for something like that for a long time yeah. Oh yeah, and like for me, like the honest truth is like the big bummer for me was like they took out like the great movie ride. Uh, we didn't get the chance like to go on it like the oh, last time. They took it out. Yep, and like they're replacing it with like a Mickey Mouse ride. Uh, so uh, oh, yeah, I'm never, I'm never going there again, man. They they take out all the good classic stuff. I'm yeah, not gonna, I'm not going there. If again. If they ever close uh, Tower of Terror, I'm out. Well, they changed uh, it. The California one, they changed it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if, if it does the same thing at the end, that's fun. But I think the Twilight Zone theme to it was what makes it, you know, kind of classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and like, this might sound very, very boring, but I love the, uh, like, the sit-down ride, like, the, uh, crap, like, the, uh, the Carousel of Progress. That oh, yeah. I absolutely loved. And they better not tear that. They better not tear that damn thing down and get rid of it, because that's one of the main reasons why that I go to. Because like my wife thinks I'm nuts, but I am like a m- museum kind of guy that I just love, like to like walk and look at like these special things and like to read and to learn and just take take it take it all in because i grew up in baltimore maryland so so uh, so like we lived 45 minute drive from the smithsonian so like we would go five or six times a year and just that was such a fun fun time so i mean just yes i am a nerd like that because i like to learn things but like uh but i would rather go there then watch the modern news because like the modern news is just a bunch of fake bullshit but still that's a different story <laughs> but no guys um i just um um speaking of like the good times and stuff like that joe like uh, you are a husband and you are a father what are your what <laughs> what are your favorite parts with being a a father what are your favorite parts with being a husband and what, and like what parts drive you freaking bonkers with both? Well, I'm not a father. Uh, as far oh, as crap, I know, you're not. I'm sorry. I'm know. sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Unless, and I didn't know that. Unless someone comes knocking on my door soon that I don't know about, uh, in which, uh, in which case I probably would also wind up divorced. So, uh, uh, no, no, it's just me and my wife and, uh, we have some cats, which is very exciting. So you're technically a parent, okay? So yeah, we're, cat, we're we're cat parents, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know that you didn't have any kids. I'm sorry. All right. No, don't worry about it. So, but no. Um, so when it comes like to being like a husband, what is like the biggest challenge for you? And what is uh, what are things that you're doing great on? And what are things that you 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 need to work on? You think? Um, there's not it. I got lucky because I don't think there's, there's not many challenges. Um, because we had the, uh, we were lucky enough to my wife and I to be friends for, for quite a few years before yeah. we started a relationship. And, um, so we both kind of knew each other very well. So, uh, and, and we just get along, we were great friends and it just turned into something else. We got along before we were together. We get along pretty great now. Usual, you know, there can be bickering or whatever, but that's just, especially since I'm home, 
uh, all the time now. And so is she, it's not like it was when I worked, you know? So you're around someone all day long. Sometimes you, you annoy each other, but other than that, I mean, we're good. Uh, something I would need to work on is probably, like I said, I should probably appreciate things a little bit more than I do. And my irritation factor is pretty high. Everything irritates me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like in the house. I mean, like just in general, going out, going to the grocery store, people in my way, traffic, like I, I, it's not like a short fuse, but it's definitely a short uh, irritation level. So that's something I, I definitely need to work on. Okay. Okay. And and uh, and uh, Mr. Durban, we know that you're not married because you're waiting for that perfect woman to come along. And by God, man, we need to get you that woman because you are a hell of a catch. What is something from past relationships that you figure that you needed to work on and what are some things that you think that you can benefit someone like with your experience like what what can you bring to the table and what can you work on when when it comes to relationships uh, i could work on uh, taking the uh woman for granted okay yeah that's what uh, if i could go back in time that's what i would fix okay now what do you bring to the table like what do you think that you offer like the most like the benefit is like that special woman that's going to come along i make really good vacation videos <laughs> oh my god yes you do sir like the star cast like the jericho cruise it was phenomenal Which, yeah dude that jericho cruise video it looks professional right Yes, it does. And yeah. like, yeah, and, and, and dear God, do like the whole Mark segment, like with you asking all those Mark's questions, I, 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 this is no exaggeration that I nearly pissed myself laughing because mm. that was so damn funny, man. And like you truly, truly, you truly have a gift for that uh, when it comes to doing like those videos. And like the crazy part about it is that something that you got me thinking about, Mike, What's is how the hell do those guys carry those belts around? They they check them. They bring them on the planes. They bring them on the trains. They drive with them in the automobiles. Yeah, man. <laughs> they my sleep belts, with them. Yeah, my belts stay right behind me. My belts stay in that chair there. I, I haven't touched those damn belts. I'm not. I'm not going to bring those on a vacation, man. Come on. Because you know, what happened to me once. I was at uh, I think it was a raw in Philadelphia once. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes if you go to a, a bar or a sporting event, someone might try to sell you something in the bathroom, you know, like maybe a little pick me up, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, at this wrestling <laughs> show, people were, people were trying to sell me championship belts in the bathroom, which was new. And, oh. uh, the guy wanted tried to sell me like a WCW world heavyweight belt for 200 bucks. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if he stole it off someone's seat. I don't know what it was, but I was drunk and I was like, like it almost seemed like a funny idea for me to just come back to my seat with a belt and my friends and my dad be like, what the fuck is going on here? So I did, uh, I did text my wife and say, Hey, can I blow 200 bucks? And she was like, absolutely not. So <laughs> I still do not own a championship belt to this day now. Same here. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, last month we had some money to where we could have bought tickets to the clash of champions because we live in Myrtle beach. Like the clash of champions, like was in Charlotte and which I basically begged my wife saying, sweetie, can we go to the pay-per-view? And she said to me, sweetie, you, you can eat, we can either get like a brand new dryer or we can get tickets to like a wrestling show. And I said, and which I said to her, sweetie, like the dryer can wait. And she looked at me saying, that's not an option, sweetie. You're no, so like 
And she said to me, we can spend the $10 and you can watch it on, on like the network, but that's it. So speaking of like the clash of champions, um, what was your take Joe on it? Like what, what did you think of the show? Like, was it pretty good? Well, I, where I was watching it, we had the, the, the clash on one TV and we had the Eagles Falcons game on the other. And the, and the, the clash was mostly on mute. So while I saw it, I wasn't like, uh, I didn't like, you know what I mean? I didn't get a great look at it most of the time. Cause I was watching football. I was also doing a little editing at the time too. Okay. And, uh, so, but for what I did see, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I thought Stroman and, and Rollins had a lot of silliness in it. And I don't, I don't really enjoy Rollins in the role that he's in and what he's doing. Um, it's funny because I it, it seemed like the Becky Sasha uh, match didn't really get it didn't seem like it was highly regarded but from what I saw looking over the TV it looked like it was good yeah. um, that's really all my takeaways like I, I uh, it looked like Ro- it looked like uh, Roman and, and um, what's his name uh, uh, Rowan wasn't bad yeah. but I mean I, I didn't really like I said having it on mute and stuff you kind of lose something there so while I was watching it I didn't really get a great, you know, view of the whole car, but it certainly seemed like it would have been worth a 10 in live. Now, do you guys think with like the Rowan and Harper and like with Strowman losing that there's a possibility like the Wyatt family, they could reform? What do you guys think? I don't think that they should. I mean, I think um, I think Harper and Rowan as a unit is fine, but I think Strowman should stay on his own with what he's doing. Uh, maybe okay. I don't know what they're doing on the show tonight, obviously, because I wasn't watching it before you guys called and I'm not watching it now, but if yeah. anything, he should come back tonight and probably demolish rounds and get some of his heat back because, you know, he's coming off that loss. But I think Wyatt should be absolutely kept on his own. If, if it seems like he needs a stable to back him up, it's going to weaken him right now. And right now he's actually something of a, you know, a, 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 a threatening heel, which isn't too much that you see today, at least from what I've seen, yeah. I'm not a regular uh, Raw or SmackDown viewers. So this is just my take off from the little bit that I read and see. But it seems okay. to me like there's a lot of hype around him and maybe they got something special with him again, which they had in the first place and wasted. So they should keep him uh, solo, keep him uh, squashing people, keep him demolishing people. And, uh, you know, hopefully come the Rumble or WrestleMania time, he could be, you know, he could be one of their top stars. Okay, okay. Now, uh, Joe, like just, re- just really quick question. Now, with your dad, is he still on the disco list? No, he's not on there. <laughs> I, I don't know if he got forgotten or, or taken <laughs> off or what. Yeah. Okay. So wait a second. Like a few, like like a couple weeks ago, listening to like the show, uh, was it that like your dad he didn't pay for dinner or or like Glenn paid for <laughs> dinner or something? What was that about? Yeah, we went out. Uh, we went out to a diner after the last uh, Impact tapings in Philly. Yes. And uh, I, I, my dad was at the show. I was actually, you know, Conan and Disco uh, were dragging me around backstage to get drops for the show and stuff. So I was back and forth. But he watched the show with my brother, my real brother, not my fake brother, not my parody account brother that, that doesn't really exist. <laughs> my actual brother. And, uh, but he didn't go to the diner. My dad and I met met the guys at the diner. So it was me and my dad, some of the Patreon subscribers uh, from Conan's Patreon. Part of the deal was that, you know, you get to get to hang out with the fellas and, and BS and ask whatever questions you want. So those guys were there. And then Conan and LAX and Disco were there. 
And Disco did indeed pick up the check for, I believe, LAX, Conan, myself, and my dad. And uh, he may have picked okay. up the check for the Patreon guys, too. I'm not sure. But I guess uh, Disco's point of contention was that he doesn't remember receiving a thank you from my dad, which my dad uh, swears he gave <laughs> both in person and then through me as well. So, uh, and uh, mentioned it on the show. And I guess my dad took exception with it and sent it an email. Hmm. Now, oh, wow, man, that ain't right. Okay. So, like, straight up, I all due to a thank you. That ain't right, man. I'm just yeah. saying. But now, now is Mike Durban on the disco list? No. No, you're not? Oh, wow. Okay. Very nice. Very, very nice. I wouldn't mind being on there, but I don't want to suggest that because any suggestions, as you know, are denied. Any requests, right, Joe? Requests are absolutely denied. But that, that, you know, I I have a question for you guys, actually. Now, that leads me to a question for you guys. What's that? And uh, it relates to the whole uh, creative control, reality check, feud, controversy, whatever. So from what I heard and understand is that uh, John and perhaps uh, David Radigan, when they were on creative control, they didn't appreciate uh, being plugged at the end of Keeping It 100 and having Disco and Conan say, who? (laughs) (laughs) And they they found it insulting and demeaning. And my my point has always been like, uh, if you're going to be on that show or involved in that show, obviously it's going to involve a plethora of ball breaking. And I always thought that, uh, I mean, no offense to those guys, and then John has his own thing now, but especially with Dave, like, why would anyone know Dave Radigan's name unless he had been plugged on Conan's show, even with the who? That doesn't matter, you know? But it seems to me, from what I heard, those guys were offended. And I wouldn't be surprised if that actually had a great deal to do with John not wanting to be uh, on the Creative Control Network anymore because those plugs uh, bothered him. I guess those guys felt like they wanted to be taken seriously, and they felt that the plugs were bad for them. But uh, Mike, you get mentioned on the you get mentioned in the plugs almost <laughs> weekly. It's and, yeah, uh, it's it's a rare week when I'm not mentioned at some point in the show. Yeah. I don't and, think it's I don't think it's hurt you any, or it hasn't hurt your show any, or it hasn't hurt your Twitter following or your name at all. You know what I mean? So I guess that was my question. Am I the, am I wrong to not see a big deal that these guys kind of um, were made fun of at the end of the show because everyone gets made fun of in that in that world? I can't honestly answer for john on that you're gonna have to talk to him about that but like the thing is is that he just really wants to be taken more seriously yeah that's all that i know i mean and which i can't talk for the guy so i mean you you would have to speak with him when it came to that subject so well let me just let me just say real quick that it's it's pretty difficult to be taken seriously in a world of absolute silliness like even the most serious journalist in wrestling dave Meltzer, is not taken seriously by a lot of people and made fun of and stuff you know there really is no i mean who's gonna be taken seriously in the world of wrestling unless you're steve austin or something you know everyone gets made fun of and taken shots at especially anyone who has a podcast or considers themselves a wrestling journalist it's just a part of the game in my opinion yeah, yeah, I mean, true. I and yes, I see where like you're coming from, but I could speak like from my view and say that like the fact that Conan and Disco said my name last yeah. month. Yeah, that <laughs> Disco said can, it like ten times, right? Yeah, you you can even you you can even ask Mike that I freaking 
was freaking out so excited and yeah. like that i was so honored about it saying holy crap a, a lucha libre legend and 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 disco inferno like they both said my freaking name that is so awesome so i mean but but i take it differently so i mean john i can't talk for him and say that he, he thinks that way but i i mean you guys could talk that out i don't know i'm just saying but uh but like um My but thing um is everybody starts as who that's where you start you know that's yeah, that's yeah. that's it and then eventually you become that guy and then actually then you become oh joe feeney or oh john wangland or oh mike durbin whoever but yeah. everybody starts as who no matter what show you're involved in what genre podcasting acting music everybody starts as who it's not a big deal you know like yeah. even most recently, uh, like Jamie Irwin, for example, he's like the newest one. Yeah, he's mentioned every week now, and and he yeah. all, even now he'll still get the who you know the who, but then uh you know Conan may call him Jamie Irving. Yeah, and it's like Joe yeah. always has to remind everybody he's the guy from England. He's yeah. a musician. Yeah, he's got a yeah. podcast. It's like yeah. you got to refresh him. So every time Joe refreshes Conan's memory, you got you know, 50 million listeners that are hearing this guy, Jamie Irwin's name. It's a, it's a great, it's a blessing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, uh, Joe, if you, if uh, you, if uh, both you and Mike want to say my name on the show, please <laughs> by by all means do it because that gets me more downloads, please. Yeah. That will work brother. Yeah. So I'm because that I know that you 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 guys have a big audience. So I'm very very grateful for like the mention of it. And like the thing is is that um it's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, that a lot of people, they message me saying like straight up, like th th that it's just amazing how that I basically started out as a no name. And thanks to me being friends with Vince Russo, that led to me starting a show and that led to me getting a smaller, uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, a small, but yet steadily growing audience. And now, uh, which that, I was getting maybe, maybe 300 downloads a month before I was with John. Now I get maybe 2,000 a month. I mean, so like, so it's growing. I mean, slowly but surely. But, but I must admit, Disco mentioning my name and Conan mentioning my name, that did not hurt me. By right. no means. 
Nope. Right. And that's, I didn't know that that bothered those guys until later. Cause then I heard it on a, on a podcast and, and someone DM'd me and said it or whatever. So that was news to me. And, uh, I understand, uh, even from myself who can get, you know, ir- irritable and, and overly sensitive, uh, nobody wants to get made fun of, but at the same time, uh. you have to understand in this world, you know, everyone gets their balls busted and uh. any mention of a name is, is going to expose you to people who didn't know who the hell you were before. Yep. And like the thing is, is that like for me, um, th- that I feel like this podcast that like we're talking on on this very night, we can use this as a way for you and John like to start like the healing process, and like then and but like the whole thing like with John and and uh, Jeff Lane, that's a completely different. Uh, story right there and hopefully we could start the healing process there some way somehow but i don't know how i don't think so i don't think so (laughs) no but i will say this uh john who will uh as you said hear this um yeah can now prove okay because john was on mike's show and jeff took it out because they weren't getting along and he didn't want to plug john yeah. Now I'm doing this show, and if John uh, actually turns around and says, "You know what? I don't want Joe Feeney on this show," then he will have done the exact same thing that he criticized Jeff for. So I'm just saying. Uh, well, Joe, like the cool part about it is that John gives me 100% creative freedom and carte blanche. Yes. Mm. So, so like John tells me that it doesn't matter who's on the show uh that he won't let like his personal feelings get within the way of me doing my show so you ain't got to worry about that i've come close to censoring shows before i've never i'll tell you uh, an exclusive story i don't think i told anyone this when when the matt coon bashing was at its like apex uh, i think i was putting wrestling with reality on still so like in the same week i think i had wrestling with reality bashing matt coon and then like the following episode fat coon was on and then i think hambone had a matt coon round table oh, and it was God. all in the same week and i get along with matt and i was like geez i don't want to like piss this guy off or hurt his feelings or you know make him think that i'm a part of the bashing because i'm re- i really never have been with matt we've never yeah. i know him and mike obviously uh, don't get yeah. along and I've, I've done what I can uh, as far as those those two go where I've, you know, reached out and things like that. And maybe that'll yeah. be healed at some point. <clears throat> but I did. That's all. That's all a one sided thing. Let 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 everybody know that. I well, mean, yeah, I, I mean, the, you know, those three podcasts that you just named, like they they all did podcasts about Matt Coon. Yeah. Guess who wasn't on any of those shows? Guess who's never publicly said anything negative <laughs> about Matt Coon? Right. This guy. Never. That's right. true. Well, I'm, and, you know. You know I've still got I've got high hopes for that. Maybe there'll be a, a star cast or, a, you know, something like that in the future where you guys can can uh, meet in uh, in my plush hotel room and have a have a beer and, and, and figure it out. But I, that's all I want to say was my closest to uh, ever censoring was was saying something to John and Hambo. I'm like, I can't just bury Matt Coon on every show. <laughs> like it's a whole week of shows. It just it seemed like it was overkill. But I had a policy just with myself where I, I don't censor anyone. So, but that was the closest I came where I was like, geez, this is a little much. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like with me and Matt Cohn recently, uh, that I blocked him. And like, the thing about it is that like with me, um, 
uh, Mike is one of like my biggest supporters and, and like within, and like within like the past six months, what I've been trying to do is raise money for like my neck and spine surgery. Yeah. Um, Russo held a, um, it, it was like a, 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 a Twitch auction and like Ru- Russo was selling like his first ever painting with a signed, uh, like like signed painting signed books signed everything and and a russo raised me over five hundred dollars okay matt coon was the main person that he came in second with the bidding and which matt sent me messages saying dude that I am behind like a hundred percent that if you need to talk like let me know and yeah. hell which it got to the point that I even said to Matt whenever Matt went down like to Myrtle Beach, uh, like if uh, like a few months back, say, "Hey, dude, that I would love like to take you out to dinner, you and Matthew, and like, um, and which I thought things were decent like with me and Matt. Then all of a sudden, Matt is sending people messages saying uh, that it's sad that I'm getting private messages like with people wanting money from me." And first off, that I have never privately messaged anybody asking for money. All of my fundraising, that's been publicly done. And like for Matt to not even say a word to me and for him like to talk to like a random person, that really pissed me off. And it's kind of like bottom line that if Matt, that if he had a problem with me with that, he should have told me. He shouldn't have told somebody else, like a, a a a random fucking stranger. I'm sorry for my language, but yeah, that's that's my big issue with Matt. So right, no, I, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. So and I, know uh, I saw that he. Um, I remember when he would tweet about it, and I believe he, you know, donated and things like that. But I didn't know you guys had a problem after that. Yeah, and uh, Matt donated, and uh, Matt was very supportive of it and then he like turned like a 180 on it and it's like what the hell man you just so but still though i mean yes i do wish the best for matt yes i do pray that things go well for him i mean because matt is a very talented guy but he's got some things that he needs to work on that's all but we all do we all have our own things that we need to focus on and better ourselves on so but um now um speaking of things that are great things that like we love the Let's go into like a happier subject now uh what is you guys' top 5 favorite podcasts <laughs> wow, Mike, go ahead. <laughs> um, see, that's hard for me because the ones that were my favorites, I just work on now. So that changes things, you know? Yeah. I can tell you. you, that, you, uh, you I'm don't not, have I, like a point of contention, right, Joe? I'm sorry? You uh, don't want to piss off none of like the people that you work with, oh, right? No, so, like, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it, spending so much time on them now. I don't yeah. listen as much. So before oh, okay. um, I was a hardcore, you know, something to wrestle with guy. Like I said, I went to their first live show and that's kind of how I made my connection with Conrad just because he knew I was a big uh, fan of the show. Bruce, I had on creative control way back in the day before I was ever on Conan show and whatnot. So Bruce and I were friendly. And anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. My point just was that 
a lot of my favorite shows wouldn't be on the list now because they're almost not like shows. They're like a job, you know? Okay. Okay. I got you. But now, guys, uh, I'm sorry. All right, Mike, what's your top five, brother? Uh, not in order. Um, uh, but keeping it at 100 is, is right up there. Um, lions, tigers, bears, and disco. Love it. Uh, what happened when, uh, I love, I love the, uh, interaction between Conrad and Tony Schiavone. I could, you know, when they did that car trip episode, Joe, did you edit that one? No, Tony does that show. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Tony does. Um, that I, I could listen to them just bullshit for three hours, you know? Nice. You know, they're so, they're so great together. Those two guys. Um, Jericho's I love Jericho's like the really you know the really good ones when I'm into the guest he has but then he'll do like every like third or fourth one I don't even know who it is and I don't care about it but the ones that I do uh, know the person it's tremendous and um, of course coming up on Jericho's show yeah yeah. Uh, of course inspired with Christopher and of course creative control with Joe Feeney Awesome. Right Thank here. You. you can see that it's you guys are on the same screen right there. Look at that. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. That, that logo may be changing soon. That's all I'm gonna say about that for right now. <laughs> are you gonna get a Chinese democracy? <laughs> no, I sent you and Hughesy. I sent you and Hughesy the picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. if I make that big change, which I have to commit to uh in myself before I before I put it out there. So yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um and now, like, uh, question. Did the both of you hear Castrating the Bros? Hey, wait a minute. I didn't get to name my favorite podcast. Uh, oh, 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 sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. All right, no, brother. Um, go on. Jeez. You know, I got to look at... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be impartial. I'm not going to name anything I work with. So this is okay. stuff that I actually listen to without being affiliated. Let me, let me see here. Uh, last podcast on the left. Have you guys ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I have yeah, it. It's kind of like dark, really dark humor, but it's also like they'll do an entire show on uh, more like they re- they just had a four part special on Mormonism and how it started. Or I don't even know if that's a word, Mormonism, but whatever. The, the Book of Mormon and uh, Joseph Smith and all that. So it's kind of historical. It's kind of dark stories in history. There's you know whole episodes on uh, different serial killers. There's whole episodes on Jonestown and and shit like that. And it, but it is hosted by uh, three comedians. So the, it's mm. a humorous look at some dark shit, which which I enjoy. Uh, Pot of Bing is just a Sopranos podcast. It's exactly what you would think. Just episode recaps and interviews with people from the show. Um, I listen to Joe Rogan a little bit. I listen to uh, Tim Cast with Tim Pool, which is like, you know, news. It's uh, that's basically a current events and news. He's a big free speech guy. And um, uh, even though that's only four, that's really all I got because everything else I kind of work with. So, but, but there you have it. That's kind of what I listen to, uh, when I do have free time, not actually working on a, on a podcast and I'm trying to get my ass to the gym or something like that. That's what I'm listening to those kind of shows. Okay. Uh, like for me, like the God honest truth, which I can't quite show like the screen because, uh, which I'm on my phone right now, but like, uh, this is in no particular order, but I love the Mike Durban show. It's an awesome yeah. show. <laughs> And um, and I love um, the uh, Ron Burgundy show. That's funny as hell. Uh, front row m- m- material with um, Mikey Whipwreck and, and 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 with Jerry Lynn. 
Um, I, I love. Think I Gr- almost. I almost work with them. Really. I can't remember who hooked us up, but I talked to their producer a little bit, and in a different uh, timeline, in a different alternate universe, they may have been on Creative Control Network. It just didn't. It just didn't work out. That's back uh, when I was charging for services and stuff. And some people just, you know, that's not going to be what they want to do. And I think yeah. that may have been. Some people don't want to start out losing money, you know. And I understand that. Well, you got to spend money to make money. That's what it boils down to. Right, but they, they, I guess they went with MLW, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't. Do they? Do they have a lot of sponsors on their show? Uh, they have Blue Chew. Yeah. That's their main sponsor. Yeah, but no, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's a good show. I just haven't heard it. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. Uh, like the Mike Durban show, like the Ron Burgundy show, front row material, wrestling with re- re- reality and. And uh, grilling Jr. Yeah. Those are like my top five. So, you know the uh, the Orange Show. Probably, uh, I know it's I know it's coming out before the end of the month. What's that? That that'll be out soon. It's Conrad's show with Arn Anderson. Oh God, that would be fantastic to listen to. Yeah, I just, so. I, just added, I just added that to my plate. So, but I I don't know if it's next Tuesday or the following Tuesday, but it'll be every Tuesday. Very nice, very very nice. Which uh, that which Arn, he's someone that I could listen to for hours because that I've listened to like a bunch of like a shoot uh, shoots on uh, YouTube. Yeah, and uh, and uh, he's very well spoken and a great storyteller. Someone that I wish that had a podcast that would be freaking phenomenal would be Paul Heyman. Yeah, I think there's certain guys that it's just never going to happen. Whether it's Paul or Punk, you know, some of these guys where I'm not saying everyone's in podcasting for the money, but, yeah. you know, I think guys that need to make a little extra money and they hear that podcasting is a way to do it, to sell shirts, to sell ads, to get Patreons going. Yeah. And when you have money like Paul probably has now and Punk, you're just never going to see those guys do something, you know, like that. It's just, I, I just don't see it happening. Paul likes to keep that, um, mystique you know see the interviews or the live shows you see him do i'm sure he's well paid for because he likes to keep keep a lid on things really now um speaking of punk do you guys think punk will go to aew or back to wwe not anymore i thought i I worked myself into it i was i was for sure that he was going to do something at all out and i yeah uh convinced myself that both him and aj signed like that was my prediction and once nothing happened, I think I think that it's time to close the door on it for for fans and stuff. That he's just never going to do it. It's just he's doing movies, little movies, whatever. I'm sure, uh, you know, he still does comic writing. Maybe he'll write a book. Maybe he'll write a, a novel. Who knows? But it just seems like he doesn't have the love for it. If you ever see anything, it'll probably be a one off. And yeah. I don't even know if it'll be under like a an AEW banner or a Ring of Honor banner. It might just be hell. He might wrestle in Saudi Arabia. You never know. Now, was it a rumor that he got a contract offer via text, or was that true? I, I don't know. I mean, from what he said, it was like really informal, right? And that he hasn't yeah. had any real. He said he hasn't had any real conversations with with anyone. So, okay. But uh, you know, with the kind of money that Jericho and Moxley, I'm sure, uh, were offered, and uh, you know. Uh, I don't know for a fact what either of those guys are making, but I'm sure it's seven figures at least, whether it's multiple millions, I don't know. 
But at some point, if if Punk needed the money or wanted to just pad that bank account, I'm sure he could make millions, but it just must not be worth it to him. Working limited dates, too. I mean, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So, but no, man, uh, do you think with like the, uh, with the, with like the Wednesday night wars coming up that that's going to benefit both companies or do you think uh, that's going to hurt them? What do you think? I think like it's great. both of you gentlemen, it's great for the wrestling fans that we're already going to watch. But I, I think for the lapsed fan that maybe is going to turn it on and give it a shot. It's so different than what people were watching in the nineties and the early two thousands. Like the stuff yeah. that we talked about, the lack of selling a whole lot of acrobatics, um, minimal, character stuff you know uh i just don't know if if it's going to have rewatch value for some people that are that are looking for something i could be totally wrong it could turn into another monday night wars it could be a huge boom but uh and i'll certainly give it a chance even though i don't watch that much anymore but yeah now mike what is your view on that do you think that that it's going to be like a, a big boom for the business um, not a big boom. I I don't think that'll ever happen again. But I'm a lapsed fan. Uh, I am interested in what's gonna happen, so I'm gonna check out. Uh, NXT. Will that be on the network? I know it's on. I know it's on, no. know USA. It's on USA, but will it be on the network like the next day? I've heard. Like the next. I don't, I don't know. What do they do with SmackDown? Doesn't that go on the network eventually in Raw? Raw uh, yeah, and SmackDown, yeah. but they're like two months later. No, That's no, probably no it's same, probably the same thing then. 30 days after it's due to like the uh, like the licensing deals with like the USA network. Yeah. They yeah. have to uh, basically what happens is that they have to do all of like the replays first through like the U the U USA owned companies. And then they give the rights back to the WWE to air it on their network. So I guess that's how that works. But, uh, but like speaking of like the boom period, Wrestling is literally in my blood because, like, uh, Joe, which that which that I don't know if you know this, but my cousin is a former wrestler and uh, he uh, passed away. But uh, but um, um, Andrew Martin, uh, test I should have, I should have figured that. Yeah, okay, I got you. So, yeah, um, and uh, speaking of like the boom period. He was in one of the most pivotal storylines in the history of the uh, of that era of like the late nineties and our early two thousands with like the Stephanie McMahon wedding angle, and um, and something I must admit, like with me being a a a a young man. A, a young man right right at the time and I'm and and I'm hitting puberty. Just imagine a 12 year old walking around Stacy Keebler constantly. <laughs> Just oh, saying so you oh yeah yeah he dated her right yeah yes so uh right around it was like mid 2001 they started dating and just yeah it was uh uh, she, when I used to live in Baltimore, Maryland, she used to live in the same complex as me. So, uh, so yeah, uh, during like the summertime, she would come to the pool and everything else and everything on, and good, good Lord, it was crazy. You know, so, uh, 
I actually, I, you know, I, you mentioned something that I think would be funny to talk about. And uh, I wanted to bring it back up because I know uh, Mike gets up early, so I don't know how much longer we're doing this. But I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, Mike. You, you mentioned uh, before if either of us had listened to Castrating the Bros and then it did the subject. Yeah. So I would like oh, to yeah thoughts about this and talk about this a little bit. I think that would be uh, funny. Yeah, let's end with that. <laughs> you know what? Uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do like our last subject tonight because we've been going back and forth, but like straight up, like the main theme of tonight is of course, yes. Like we're talking about wrestling, sports, family, you name it. But like the main theme for tonight is healing and rec and reconciliation on all ends because straight up we are stronger together we are stronger united than being divided. And I hope and pray that this leads to a reconciliation with all of the networks one step at a time. But we are going to end tonight with speaking about the controversial, the crazy, the end of funny as hell castrating the bros. So Mr. Durban, Mr. Feeney, what's your take on it? Um, I remember the first, I was still talking to John when the first one uh, aired and I, I think I was almost on it because uh, whenever Mark, he was tough guy, he was recording, <laughs> he was recording that night and um, uh, I think he wanted me to ambush rad again or something like that. Oh, and I, just, uh, I was recording with Raven and I just couldn't make it. And so then I, I knew then later on, I saw the show uh, pop up on, on iTunes or whatever it was, or, or a Twitter. Um, maybe he promoted it on Twitter and I saw that Durbin was on it or not Durbin, uh, Radigan was on it. And I was like, Oh shit, that's what I would have been used for. Like, that's kind of funny, you know, <laughs> but I, I told him at the time after I listened to it and kind of skimmed through that. Um, and this, this was kind of the, the beginning of some of the heat too, where I was like, you know, enough's enough, I think really. And, um, you know, uh, it just it's enough with with going after Vince. It's enough with going after Jeff and the grapplers and Matt. It just seemed not that I have a problem with parody. It just seemed like repetitive and like just overkill. Like, all right, you've made you've made some videos about Vince and Jeff. You've gone after the grapplers on a show or two, whatever. Like, yeah. but now it's it's just becoming uh, repetitive. And uh, and you know, uh, from what I I heard, I thought he was just gonna do the one and said, okay, that's it. And he. he took my advice. He said, I appreciate it, but the numbers were good and people seemed to like it. And I said, okay. And next thing you know, another one pops up. And, uh, I would just like to say that, uh, it's not, it, it's not the height. What, 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 what did they call me? What was I Mike Weezy, Weezy or something? I haven't heard it yet to be honest with you. So I couldn't tell you my last name rhymes with weenie. This is not difficult. Clearly, <laughs> You should have used weenie somehow, but it's too late. No, I think, um, just like, and I, I sped through the one today a little bit just because I'd like to hear about myself. I'm an egomaniac. And, well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, there was like, he was going after the grapplers and I'm like, I don't know those guys that well. I've talked to them a little bit. I knew that I wanted to avoid getting into any trouble with the grapplers from like day one. I would see them go after yeah. and I was like, I don't feel like, you know, dealing with this shit and Jesus Christ, there's 10 of them or whatever, you know? So I think to continually poke at those guys, it's just stupid. Like, I, I don't know. It's just me. And and I'm sure he'll hear this or come back with something or just again, be like, well, you know, the numbers are great. And, um, you know, it's getting a lot of positive response, but I just think it's, uh, it's time to put it to rest. And, and, and if we're talking about healing and all that on, on this uh, episode here that, uh, it, it doesn't even matter to me because like I said, I don't, I don't care. I like parody. Parody can be great. I've been dealing with parody accounts three years since keeping it 100, you know, but 
it's just it's just too much yeah. and 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 the vince stuff almost comes across like 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 a jilted lover almost like he can't let go this relationship and it's like you know i don't i think he's turning off a lot of people that would have listened to the show any of his shows by constantly going after vince and jeff and now the the grapplers have a problem and then you know me and Husey and matt coon and everyone that that, that gets made fun of has their own fan base or their own connections or their own ways that they could be helping John. But other than get that help, he's making enemies. And that's what I tried to tell him weeks ago before we were even fighting. Like, you know, it's, it's time to chill because you're not going to go any further. He thinks he can go as far as he wants to go on his own. And that's fine. That's everyone has confidence, whatever. But I just think that you can go further when you have uh, allies rather than making enemies. So. Because you can have those friends speak about your show and they let's say that let's say that like your show that it has like a different core group like that listens to it you can get that exposure for that core group for those shows and you can do it on all kinds of different shows with with your allies and that can help everybody overall so yes i see where you're coming from and plus you know and i've actually been pretty I think, you know, there's a Hambone episode coming out this week. I was on Husey's today where I've talked about it. And I've mostly been pretty polite and accepting about it. But when we're talking about people making up or whatever, there was stuff said on Twitter where we busted balls. But there's also recordings now where uh, I was accused of being racist. I was called bipolar. I was called lazy. I was kind of almost framed in a way that I was just taking these guys money and not doing anything for them. And... Number one, he made fun of my very luxurious basement, which is unforgivable. <laughs> so I'm saying while we were breaking balls on Twitter and stuff uh, on that one show that he did, uh, he did get there was a lot of personal things and it kind of changed the tone of everything. So that's me is where things really took a right turn. So but that's kind of that's not involved really with the castrating the bros. It sort of is, but it's not. I've just always said to John, like, I don't think you want to be known for this. And he disagreed. Okay, I mean, so regardless of what John said, would you be willing to put like a peace treaty out there and just talk it out with him? If that I can get him to talk to you. Sure, sure, why not? Okay, I I, I also want to hear Mike's uh, thoughts on castrating the bros. All right, all right, brother Durban, brother Durban, last but not least, what's your views on the wonderful, controversial castrating the bros? Um, I like parody. Uh, I there's a lot of great points that were brought up in the uh, in both episodes, uh, specifically about the brand uh, and the things that surround the brand. So, um, Troy, with some cheers. I'm not commenting on anything. I'm not going to be specific, <laughs> but I'm just saying that there was a lot of excellent points that uh, John and company hit on and. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's about as far as I want to go into it. Uh, one, uh, David Radigan totally ruined the first one. Um, Why? It just it just seemed like they didn't. Maybe they didn't inform him of what was going on. It, it, everybody else played their role and it was funny, and everybody did a great job. And then David Radigan came on, and I just don't think they told him what was going on. I don't think he. I don't think he knew what he was supposed to do. Yeah, I uh so it would have been funny if Joe would have done a run in and it ambushed him. I think that would have been tremendous, but yeah. Yeah. 
But unfortunately, you know, I was it was the night I was recording the Raven effect. So, yeah, that's that's the gist that I got too. that um, that he kind of brought things to a crashing, screeching halt. And uh, yeah, there was some some editing having to be done around him and things like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think they could be trimmed down a little bit and they'd be even more funny because like Joe said, it's a there. It's a bit repetitive at parts. Um, if if they were edited down, just trimmed a little bit of the fat, I think they would be. Uh, in the podcasting hall of fame, these do episodes. Have, do I have a super quiet voice? I don't understand that part of that. Not tonight. Tonight you're speaking kind of louder. I think <laughs> it's nice. like you're going against the grain. Yeah, it's a, it's a calming, soothing voice. I'm supposed to be in the background of keeping 100. God damn it! I don't understand why. Uh, I'm sorry with the, the uh, taking the Lord's name in vain on this on this uh, show, but you know. Oh, you're good. Ugh. Anyway, those are those are my thoughts. Yeah, but now, like uh, Joe, I mean. If you want to bring my name up on keeping it 100, if you want to talk to Conrad for me, go for it, buddy. Because you know what, you which know that I'm not leaving like the network that I'm on. But if they would like to mention my name and just plug my show, go for it, buddy. I will have no issues with that whatsoever because that will help me and that'll and that'll help the brand overall. Well, when when well, be released, so I know when I make my plugs. Um, this, okay. Okay. My new show, uh, got released this morning. So this will be released on, uh, next Monday. There you go. So that means I'll be plugging it on this week's keeping it 100. Yeah, that works, brother. Thank you so much. And like, uh, you know what we, ladies and gentlemen, for all, all these people that are listening to this show, thank you so much. This is such a different show tonight. It's an awesome show. It's a unique show. And Mr. Mike Durban, brother, thank you so much like for bringing Joe on because this led to a positive, peaceful, fruitful talk that yes. can hopefully lead to some great things in the future for all of us. So with that said, Mr. Joe Feeney, normally what I do at the end of my show is I cap it off with the Michael Bolton song of the week. But uh, since but since you're the secondary special guest tonight, not saying that you're secondary, meaning like you're second class, but meaning that you're the second one to come in, brother. We're going to do a special, a second inspired song of the week to end the show tonight so mr joe finney what song would you like to plug so we can play it on the show next week oh my god do i listen to anything inspiring perhaps uh, brother yeah, brother perhaps. name your favorite song it doesn't matter uh yeah I, let's go with uh estranged by guns and roses there all right. Well, we are going to end the show with this strange by Guns N' Roses, ladies and gentlemen. And like I said, we all need to keep we all need to give peace a chance. We all need to come together and we all need to unite and not divide. So let's say you like keeping it 100. Awesome. Let's say you love the Russo brand. That's fantastic, too. Let's not separate and have our own little niche audience, because like the one thing that we can all all speak on that we love is pro wrestling. Let it unite us. Just like 9-11 united us. Let's let that thing called pro wrestling do its magic and unite us. So, gentlemen, Joe and Mike, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this special, special edition of Inspired with Christopher. And, guys, thank you so much. God bless you all, and have a safe, blessed, joyous, and happy night. Thank you. When you talk into yourself, and nobody's home 
It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called, Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said, Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms.